Hi, good evening. My name is Jay Rothman, and I am the host of Real Men Real Talk Live. Catch a clip from last week's episode if you happen to miss it. Our parents only knew what they knew, and they, so they did the best they could. That's why it's really wonderful and important for us. I'm not a parent, so I'm just speaking hypothetically. I know that when I engage in, with kids or my nieces and nephew, I stress the importance of knowing who you are, loving, honoring, and valuing who you are. So it's really important to bring this to kids that are that, are that young. And, and then going, we're doing this work now. So then it's about us modeling whatever youth we come in contact with to bring that to them. Love, honor, and value yourself. But then when we start to talk a little bit about what was it like growing up in your home, and when they share that uh, both mom and dad would work to provide for the family, to provide for the family that they were growing, making more babies, bringing love into the, into the world, yet both mom and dad were not available because they were working full time to provide for the family. That was my story. I mean, honestly, I was a, what we call the latchkey baby. Meaning when I got home, I had a key in second grade and third grade and they're, they're on for the rest of my childhood. I got home before my mom got home. When we look at the bigger picture. How does that impact a child in kindergarten and first grade? They're coming home to an empty home and the parents are so busy just trying to provide that the most important gift that the, that the youth needs is to feel connected. Viewers, welcome back to Real Men, Real Talk Live. Just a quick moment here to introduce my co-host this evening. We have uh, the four-pack coming in from all over the USA and beyond. We have Evis Love Heat, the man of the land from down under. He calls Australia home. Welcome back, the Aboriginal. Nice to see us all back on the set, brothers. Let's do this. No doubt. Right. No doubt. We have Jeff Asano coming in from Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome back, Jeff Asano. Thank you very much, Mr. Rothman. I'm looking forward to dive into the subject that may not be a subject well we'll see we'll see who shows up tonight but we also have jay Riddy, josh richard we have missed you you uh you were out traveling uh somewhere in the southwest and perhaps even the midwest uh doing some uh some family visits and taking care of some business welcome back you were you were missed uh by all all three of us uh how does it feel to be back in the studio tonight yeah man love Love diving in with you guys, sharing deep, uh, connecting souls, and just being being brutally honest. I love our safe place. It's, mm. it's great to be back. Well, tonight's episode is uh, episode 164, and the topic is from complementary to visionary. Basically, uh, how often do you take the time to honor your path and vision you are embracing? And how are you showing up in your life, in your personal life? And even in your business life, are you showing up as a visionary or are you showing up as a victim? So we're going to dive in a little bit tonight. Uh, this is a topic that, that Ev brought to the, to the production meeting a couple of uh, 24 hours or so ago. Uh, but before we jump in, I just want to welcome back our viewers. If you should hear something that you love or like, we invite you to share it out in your community. And uh, feel free to join us in your comments. Uh, welcome from all over the U.S. of A. and overseas. Uh, Ev, since this was your topic that uh, you inspired, you were inspired for us to uh, to talk about tonight. What does this mean to you, from complementary to visionary? Mm, thank you, brother, and looking forward to diving in as always from here in the land down under. 
Great to have all our brothers on the set tonight. I'm really looking forward to diving in about this visionary. And look, to be honest, I reckon it might have been shaken from that beautiful experience that I had uh, at the school only a week ago. And like I said, I had to digest a lot of the stuff that came from that particular workshop. And, you know, what I was really looking at with those young kids were young visionaries. I was looking at the young creators of the new way of life, the new timelines. And, you know, we, we were nearly going to talk about grief again, I think, on, on the show tonight. And then I thought to myself, you know what? Let's lighten up. Let's lighten this up. Let's uh, get on the timeline where we actually uh, start looking forward with foresight, with insight, being bold, being brave, looking mm. beyond some of the words that come up for me as a visionary. You know, I even just model in my own life what I'm currently doing and where I've come from. Mm-hmm. I would uh, seem to think that I would be one of those visionaries that mm-hmm. look forward and beyond to what we're currently living in. You know, we're in 2023. We're at the back end of an, another year. And I've still got many people dwelling down in those lower shadows. They're dwelling down in those darker lower vibrations that aren't allowing them to move forward and live as a visionary in their life where they're living on a timeline that is more fulfilling, satisfying and enriching. So they want to wake up in the morning. So they want to get through the day and actually enjoy each day as opposed to getting to certain places within their lives and only enjoying them because it's seasonal. I only think to myself is some of the visionaries that have inspired me along this timeline that I'm currently on. You know, one of those visionaries, um, unfortunately not with us anymore, but we all know of. And I think to myself, when I first got out of high school and I went straight into tertiary education, into university, I sat behind a computer and um, I remember this massive computer. It was this big grey thing. And, um, you know, we'd all line up to try and get into that building just to use that computer because we were all excited. You know, over the years, um, I actually put the, the uni studies on a bit of a delay. But when I came back, I saw after a couple of maybe three years, that, those, that one computer had turned into all of these colourful computers. I'm looking around thinking, wow, look at the progress in this particular thing that we call a computer that allows us to take in this information, be able to spit out some of these images for the visual communication or the graphic designer was doing, look at the progress of some of these things. Within a year or two after that, these things were starting to condense down into a smaller size. Go forward a decade, we now put these things in our pocket as a device we call our mobile phones or cell phones And we can literally run our lives from our pockets. I'm talking of a guy by the name of Steve Jobs. I'm talking about a guy that went through a lot of dark stuff within, obviously, as we know, the Mac era. And when they, you know, uh, fired him and rehired him after a particular amount of years, he came back and delivered a visionary concept in regards to those computers that we now know as the iMac. We go forward a decade more, my brothers and sisters, and we're now living those computers. We're not lining up like I had to once back in that university. We can literally just take it out of our pocket and we're calling each other on the other side of the world. What I envision tonight, my brothers and sisters, is for us to start really opening up our minds to something that is beyond something that we may have been living in that may be causing stress, may be causing the depression within our life. Yeah, it's going to take some renewing. It's going to take reinvention. But this is the path for us to all become visionaries within our own lives. So we can start raising the vibration of this beautiful planet as we go forward in this present day on planet Earth. So, yeah, man, I'm going to cut it there because I want to hear more about my brothers, what they've got to say about as a visionary. Because I believe 
I'm sitting in the room tonight with three other visionaries. So I'm mm. excited this to rock, man. Let's do this. Well, you know, All what's right. interesting is that when I went to college, I was still using a typewriter. <laughs> I remember them too, no, Jeff. Nobody, <laughs> nobody was envisioning in 1976 computers. <laughs> That's when I got to college. <laughs> That's what just popped into my head. What about you, Josh, man? You, you, you've been in this era with me, man. We've seen this technology absolutely shift into tremendous amounts of speed. Yeah. That was just yeah. an example What's... for me as a true visionary that that guy was and being able to create what he created and what we now live in. And I've followed these guys and um, modeled behavior after them. And I think, I think the biggest realization for me, and this was years, I've always been um, an innovator and an innovative thinker. And I go to the hardware store and I look at things upside down, not for what they are because a visionary, and this, this includes in your own life and especially about in your own life, you think in terms of possibility, mm. not in terms of limitations and or excuses. Yeah. Excuses are super dangerous. I mean, Steve, Steve Jobs didn't throw up his hands and go, what do you mean you can't make touch glass? Why, you know, that's it. We're done. You know, he pushed the vision past the bounds of what's possible now. And everything is impossible first until it is possible. Mm. So, of course, it's going to be hard. Of course, it's going to be impossible. Hold your vision for your life in the same regard. Think in terms of possibilities rather than limitations and or, um, you know, restrictions of the world or what, especially what we think is possible for ourselves, because I have far surpassed what I ever thought I was possible of. And I guarantee you're the same way, too. It's our mind that limits us. So we have to think in terms of possibilities and hold that vision. And my, my last analogy on this whole thing is that if you're driving to your friend's house and the main street you need to get there is blocked, you don't throw up your arms and turn around and call them on the way home and go, sorry, man, the, the, the road's blocked. Hmm. You find a way. You take side streets and neighborhoods and you navigate around the problem. And that's thinking in terms of possibilities, thinking in terms of vision, holding a goal stronger than the limitations or the roadblocks that you bump into along the way. So that's how I feel about being a visionary and living the visionary life. Mm. Boom. Josh mm. Richer, welcome home. Mm. Jay, you're he's muted. muted. He's muted. <laughs> um, yeah, you're going to open my throat chakra a little bit here. But you know, it's interesting. Uh, I'm sitting here listening to, uh, to the two of you and really, really processing it. And you, you used a great example. Uh, but at the same time, that example for the average person could be overwhelming. Like, if we go right into, oh, that, well, I, I could never be a visionary because I don't have. I, I'm not at the caliber that I'd say that a Steve Jobs was. But I want to challenge each one of our viewers right here, right now, because we all are visionaries. Being a visionary is really, truly about learning how to tap in, getting out of your head and getting into your heart, tapping into the true essence of wisdom, your inner knowledge, not your logical knowledge. If Josh was to walk into a hardware store and look at the, the, uh, the skew of every a uh, piece of hardware out there and see what it's meant to, how it's meant to be used. He probably would have had the success he's had in his, in his, in his life, in his career, because he doesn't look at the skill. He looks, he sees something uh, beyond how it's been developed and engineered to be used. Um, so there's an example of, of how we have the ability to, to tap in to a vision that is, has not even necessarily been done yet. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, when I decided to make the conscious choice to leave corporate America and, um, and truly tap into what is 
which which is very very uh, my passion today, which is inspiring people in their life. And I remember uh, for me, what happened was how I found the greatest healing opportunity was getting out of my head and getting out of my house, doing it out in nature. And I remember when um, when I started in my let's say my my new my second birthing. I was like, I don't want to be the traditional um, mental health uh, practitioner that doesn't in an office space. I want to utilize the power of the wilderness, the power of the ocean, the power of the earth, the true essence of healing. And it was as simple as, you know, even coming up, let's say, with a, having a vision of what it can look like doing it, um, doing it in, let's say, uh, in the wilderness. For me, out of nowhere, it just came forward. It was like, hike and heal. And just like that, it everything just from the process of just thinking about even coining what would it be called, the name of, of this new business that I hadn't done before, having never done it before, it was Hike and Heal Experiences. And it's evolved now. It's a little deeper than that. But it's beautiful when, when we are willing to get out of our head and get into our heart and truly tap into our inner knowing and tap into... Um, just just trust and see what you see what you can't what may not have been done before even and then just trust that you have infinite possibilities to have that experience and you know today i i love the work i do today because i didn't do it the way the traditional person may do it i stepped out of that box and by stepping out of the box i did some massive healing for my own life and then I, I've embraced it and introduced it to, to so many people that pass through mm. um, the beautiful, sacred land of Sedona, Arizona. Mm. And so many times I've had clients say to me, you know, like this is the first time I took the time to, to actually you know, really enjoy Mother Earth or, you know, seeing butterflies or dragonflies or, and all the other critters, the, um, the birds that come forward right in front of us as mm. we're doing our work along, let's say, the creek or the stream. So we don't have to be at the caliber that Steve Jobs is at the caliber or, and, or then discount or dismiss our ability to tap into our creator. Hey, what I'm still mean? learning how to use this computer, much less <laughs> being a visionary of it. <laughs> I mean, there are so many things on this thing that I have no clue what the heck he put in here. You know, I got to call and Apple Care all the time. And do you have to know it all? Obviously not. You know? Um, well, this is what I want to add to that. Tomorrow night, I am going to be in the Hall Cathedral of Visionaries at Stax Records Museum tomorrow night for the opening of my five-month photo exhibit and book mm. signing tomorrow night. I am going to be in a place where Green Onions was made. If you, got, if you folks out there know that song. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be in a place where Otis Redding recorded records and Isaac Hayes recorded records. Otis, oh, I'm gonna be in a place where Steve Cropper wrote uh, Soul Man for Sam and Dave mm. tomorrow night. And I'm actually gonna have an exhibit uh, of my work in that cathedral. Mm. in that hall of visionaries. Mm. Now, I'm not quite sure if they all had a vision of what they wanted to be. The two people who started Stax back in the, back in the late 50s and through the 60s um, did. Uh, but the people who came through there, the, the songwriters, they created a genre of music that never was before. Mm. I'm going to be in a place, and if you folks ever have a chance to actually go uh, into that museum where they um, created all of this. Uh, it was, they created something that never was before, kind of like Steve Jobs and his computer. Mm. And I'm going to be in that tomorrow night. And whenever I go, then I've been there many times and still have goosebumps um, when I walk through it and feel it. And, and the cool thing about Memphis right across town was Sun Records where another visionary, Sam Phillips, created a, from a store, in his storefront in Memphis, Tennessee, where Elvis Presley walked in and, and 
and uh, wanted to record a song for his mother. He wow. had a vision. Hilly Crystal in New York City, when he opened up CBGB's, had a vision. Mm. It was a different vision, but what was created at CBGB's was what we know as the punk movement, where Blondie played and television played and the, and the Talking Heads played and many, many, many more great, great uh, bands played and created a whole other genre of music that never was before. So, mm. so when I think of visionaries in that, in that realm, I'm going to be a part of that tomorrow night. And I, I'm, I can't believe that I'm going to be celebrating my book, something that I never envisioned in my life but created a book that nobody has ever done before. Mm. And I'm mm. going to be celebrating that in a hall of visionaries tomorrow night. I want to, I want to invite you, Jeff, to close your eyes right here, right now. Uh, Jay, I'm right with it, man. All right. I got it, man. Keep your eyes open, but I want yeah. to invite you to open up your heart right here, right now. Just open your heart and allow your heart to receive what you just shared. I've been, I've been actually talking about this all day today. My heart has never been more open and excited about being included in a place such as that. Hmm. And what it's helping me do today is going, yeah, man, I might not be at that level of visionaries, but I'm going to be included in a hall of visionaries and this is the guy who had a woman in his life say you hate your life you hate your job you're only the only time you're ever happy is when you're with me back in 1994 and i've been with it all day in my men's group this morning we, we talked about it and i am just over the moon for seeing in 25 years the life I've created, I didn't have a vision of it, but I, I didn't have, I didn't see it. I, I'm not one of those people that closes my eyes and, and envisions what I want of my life, but I, I knew that it was going to take me in so many directions and, and be a part of so many amazing things in my life and this is all like you jay 20 almost 20 years in a corporate world had a knowing in my heart that my life needs to be bigger and better and something different so here's my question for any any one of you gentlemen when when we have this this moment that jeff as described is about to step into how can we step into this moment, this season, without being hijacked by our own ego? How do we find the balance to embrace it with humility and with gratitude? Because I'm asking this question because it's very easy to get to slide into, into that spot where where we, we take it up here. We don't open our hearts to receive it here. Uh, I'm curious, uh, who wants to jump in well, and, and give their perspective? I've always, I've always had the opposite problem, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've always had the deserving problem. Exactly, so, uh, exactly. So yeah, yeah ego yeah. Has, been, has been duly quelched uh, as far as success. I've held myself to a much higher, uh, too high a standard and never allowed my successes to sink in, uh, at least mm. in my past. So, uh, uh, yeah, I can't answer the ego question cause I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I reckon, I reckon keep it as simple as this, my brothers, what does your reality look like right now? What is happening in your reality? We're on your reality. What's we're, that, on real, we're on Real Men Real Talk Live right in this moment. <laughs> that's that's my reality. Good. If you, can, if you can stay that present, my friend, you're on your way. 
But if you are looking to see whether, you know, that, that outside world is, is chiming into what your goals, your intentions, your purpose, whatever sort of outlook or vision you have within your life and your reality is not matching that, then ask the questions why. Mm -hmm. So you need a starting point to realise this. So you need to ask yourself, where have you come from? Mm -hmm. Where's that vision? I'm the visionary in my life. Where's that vision looking forward to? And where I am currently in my present moment. If that is not matching up with the vision and it's constantly still wired into that past, the guilt, the shame, the resentment, the blame, whatever it may be, then that is a great starting point. So once you've got mm. that starting point, then like Mr. J. Reedy was talking about, you have to really, I, I feel, identify those limitations that you've been putting within your life up until this point. Mm. One of the greatest traits for me as a visionary and to see other people that use it is the growth mindset. You know, so many people are fixed in their ways, their habits, their behaviors, their mindset, the way they feel, that they don't know any other way out. But by you creating this growth mindset, and believe me, like Jay Riddy will tell you, man, our brain is malleable. It has the ability to change. So you can change from that fixed mindset into a growth mindset. Mm. And yeah, it's going to take some work because you've got to be a different person. You're going to have to change the way you think, which is going to help the way that you feel about your life. Mm. For me, like I showed in, in uh, intro at the start, I looked around for people that would inspire my vision. You know, I'm working with some crazy technology now that are giving me downloads and ideas out of this world. And that guy that I was talking about at the start of this show, Steve Jobs, you know what was one of his favourite books? The Life of a Yogi. It wasn't no business book. It wasn't no trying to succeed and reach these goals and etc. But his visions were plucked from the ether. These guys... Steve Jobs, Nikola Tesla, you know, all of these visionaries. God, the modern-day visionary we might not all agree with. Elon Musk, he's a visionary. Mm -hmm. But these guys pluck from the ether. There is nothing that defies the odds. There is no room for limitation. It's only infinite possibilities. So when we can start asking ourselves, why isn't my reality matching up to that vision within my life? Then we can start putting into those steps that start giving us actionable tasks to make this particular vision happen within our life. So for me, if you don't know what that looks like, my brothers and sisters, you may have to look for a mentor. You may have to look around for some sort of inspiration on the outside world. Mm. But then that just gives you motivation. And with that motivation, then you can go on the inward journey. Whereas I said this in a workshop last week in front of the whole school, one of the most valuable uh, things that my uncle ever said to me was that unique. Mm. Unique. Each one of us has our own unique gifts, mm. talents, capabilities and potential. So when you align to those particular things within your life that align to that vision and your values, you might be out in nature and then all of a sudden, boom, man, I've got this great idea. I've got this imagination now flowing. My creative brain now comes into the physical reality to start creating these actionable steps to make this happen. Beautiful. I want to switch gears right here. Go ahead. I want to, I want to finish that one. Cause there's something that comes right after that moment of is the tape, the old tapes of, I can't, mm -hmm. who am I to, uh, mm -hmm. I'm not capable. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough money. Um, I don't, there's all of these, I can't, can you imagine how much that phrase has robbed this world 
of people's potential. What if Martin Luther King believed he couldn't be an inspirational speaker and guide a whole movement? I mean, the words I can't have done the most damage in my life, for sure. So a reframe in those moments are would be, and what I've used is, you know, when I, when I start having the I can'ts, I'm like, all right, what's, what's the reality? The reality is I haven't done it up until this point. But there's another possibility that exists is that I can. So if I can't and I can both exist, well, I might as well at least try. And what I do is I use curiosity instead. It's not a, life is not a pass-fail. So just use curiosity. Well, what if I try and see what happens? And then there's no like a big negative, like, ah, I screwed up again. And then, you know, I messed, I, this is a proof that I can't do these. No, you're just, it's an experiment. Just try, move forward right after what Ev said, you're, get, you're getting clear on where you want to be, how you want to go. You've got a mentor that's pushing you into new uncomfortable places and those stories come up. Just try, just experiment. And you can't lose in that sense because you will just learn and learning is growing and learning is moving forward. So you could, you could feel not good enough and be a visionary. Yeah. A lot of people have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're talking about, I, I guarantee you Steve jobs had a lot of not good enough moments. Might've been his fuel on why he got so far in life. You know, um, the, the Bruce Springsteen, is a, was, is a visionary. The Beatles were visionaries. Um, you know, uh, uh, Ansel Adams was a visionary. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. Dorothea Lang was a visionary of what they were doing as photographers. But when you're out there, you can, have, you can be a visionary, but you're going to have to move through all the feelings that come up when you're rejected. So whatever those feelings that come up, it's about what is your resiliency and how deeply committed to live the life that you say you want is. That's what it, that's what it comes down to. Um, what yeah. is the life that you're leading now? And if you hate it, like I did, well, that, I, that was, I use that. Uh, what is that saying? Can you use what you don't want to be the fuel to have what you do want. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I was miserable in the life that I was living. And that was part of my motivation to, to create a new life. Because if I go back to that old life, I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to feel miserable. But in order to shift, our lives with a, with, a, with a vision is to really prepare ourselves on the other side of that. But it really comes down to commitment. And it's not a commitment to anything or anyone outside of ourselves. It's the commitment to ourselves. And what are you using as motivation to hold strong that commitment of shifting and changing your life and having the life you say you want. So here, here's, here's, uh, here's my question for all three of you men then. You know, what I'm hearing so far, 34 minutes into tonight's podcast, uh, episode 164, it feels a lot like we're talking about careers, about creating uh, financial. Uh, mm. My question is, is that, does the same set of rules apply to being a visionary just in your life, outside of what you're creating, let's say, you know, just on a financial side of things, can you be a visionary if you're in a, in a relationship with someone? Can you be a visionary as a partner? Can you be a visionary for your family if you have children? And if so, what can that look like? How do we, how do we show up as a visionary in our, in our life outside of just the focus on 
creating a financial abundance? Well, I can answer that real quick. <laughs> when I was, when I made a decision to quote unquote, live my passion of photography, it wasn't about photography. It was about living the, my life, not my dad's life that mm. I fell into for 18 years. It was, it wasn't about, and I say this in all my, in all the talks that I've been doing with my book, I wasn't going to another career. I was changing and creating a new life for myself. And the vehicle was, I love photography because it brought joy to my life. So for me, it was just about, I am now going to have Jeff's life, my life. I'm going to create my life the way I want my life to be. And I'm going to include in that something that I enjoy and that still brings me the greatest amount of joy when I'm utilizing my talents, gifts, and abilities that happens to be as a photographer, as, as Jay just said, I'm going to tap in to my talents, gifts, and abilities that Ev said are unique to me in order to be the, to be the vehicle to live the life that I always wanted, which was my life, not my father's life. So it was nothing about career or money or anything like that. Well, I'll just say it real simple. Pisano, welcome home. One more time. <laughs> welcome home, brother. Congrats I, uh, on following your joy. Because, you Jeff, know, that's all, that's all it was, was just following your joy, Jeff. And that's beautiful. But And the like, rest like, just worked itself out. Like I said, oh, wow. through this, folks, you know, it's all this stuff's going to come up. It's it's it it is never mm -hmm. been it, it's never been a bed of roses when you make a decision to change your life and follow a new path. It's it, it isn't a bed of roses. It's not. Well, we know that. that that's but, that's why <laughs> that's why so many of us kind of retreat. We isolate. Right, we exactly. fall back. Exactly. And then we, yeah. we start to believe the stories that yeah. aren't, many of them aren't even our stories or our ancestors' stories. It's what we heard our parents say. And then we fall into that same trap. I want to switch gears here and bring this uh, to, the, to the front. Shannon Thompson, uh, she says, can a person envision without realizing that they have envisioned right where they are at now? Who wants to take a stab at that one? <laughs> Read that a second time, Richard. I don't know how it's, it's like, that's like a level of consciousness. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? I know I'm, I'm, uh, the question is, and I can hear Ev saying this. Harness <laughs> hey, your inner Ev. Hey, hey, yeah, no. Hey sister, <laughs> where are you right now? And are you enjoying <laughs> where you are right now? <laughs> But you, you hit it on the head, Jeff. For me, man, it is that level of consciousness. So that ability to be so self-aware within your life, yeah, once yeah. you actually map out and get that self-awareness to a higher level, then that comes into self-actualization. So, yes, no doubt a person can still envision. And this is where we've got to really understand, my brothers and sisters, whether you are living in a fulfilled serving reality in your current timeline or not, you co-created it. It's on mm. you. So you're envisioning all the time. We have to take responsibility and the ownership mm. for where we've currently come along our own timelines. When we can take that responsibility and then start asking the questions, why did this happen? What happened? Who was there with me? What's involved? What was I feeling along that timeline? Why doesn't it serve me in my purpose right now in this present day? Why may not it suit me in the future or my visionary self? 
So we truly do start becoming the observer of our life. Hmm. And when you are sitting in that realm of the observer, you are constantly in unlimited possibilities. There's no doubt about it. So then you can flip that script on what you want to envision on your, on your life. And you become more self-aware. So the real key of the game is the self-awareness to actually get that self-actualization and within your life to get that self-realization. Mm. And that's and all the, uh, the journey of self-discovery, isn't it, Mr. J. Reedy? It's mm. beautiful. Beautiful, mm. Ev. And when we are stuck in that, the blame and not taking responsibility. I, I, Jay, we were talking about this in the pre-show. It's a tough pill to swallow that we created all the negative shit that's in our lives. However, when we are able to accept that, forgive ourselves, be kind and loving to our souls, we are human, we make mistakes, and from this point on, we can move forward. As soon as we take responsibility, we now have control for the future. If we are stuck blaming everything outside of us you've given away your control you can't move towards a vision a new vision from that place if you are blaming and or making excuses for everything change can't exist in that place because you, you don't have any power hmm. so take back your power we need to uh lovingly accept <laughs> and sometimes look at the patterns we've created and the things we've done in our life take responsibility for those. And now we have control. Mm. Now we are taking back our power. It seems, it seems counterintuitive because it seems like a negative thing going, Oh man, I created all this, these, these, these patterns and this crap that's in my life, but it's so freeing. It is seriously freeing to finally get a, a to get, become at peace with it and B to go. All right. Well, since it's my creation, Let's make some good stuff happen for a, a change. You know, it's mm. you're taking back your power. And mm. so, yeah, it's a hard pill to swallow, but it is absolutely the foundation for create taking your power back and creating your own future. Mm. The one that you want that vision. Wow. Mm -hmm. hey, I, I think we just had ourselves another short clip here. Riddy's on yeah. fire. You know, <laughs> I want to piggyback you, uh, Jay Riddy. Uh, because what I experience in the work I do today is when the client that I work with has the, the epiphany, that moment when it sinks in, when they get it, that what's been holding them back isn't even their own insecurities, their own self-doubt, their own pain. Most of the time, it's our ancestors. It's our, it's our parents or our grandparents. It's, it's generational. And when we have that moment of clarity and we realize that, wow, the only thing holding me back is what I've allowed to disempower me. We mm. all can empower ourselves. I'm saying it the same thing you're saying, Riddy, just in a little bit of a different way. Mm -hmm. But when we have that moment of clarity, that epiphany, and we realize that, We've been held back, not by our own and our own pain, our own insecurities, but by our ancestors. But perhaps it's our mother, perhaps it's our father, or whomever our caretakers were that have had a, a very strong influence on our life. And when we realize that we can empower ourselves, we have infinite possibilities to live the life, to live the dream, to live the vision that you may not even be aware of until you let go until you release the pain of your mother, the pain of your father, the pain of your grandparents. Maybe it's the pain of your older sibling. Maybe it's a brother or a sister who's 15 years your senior that you've been carrying as well. Mm. There's where we learn. There's where we can embrace the truly finding our own passion within. I mean, that's, that's really, you know, Jeff said it in his own way tonight, but that's his story. Jeff, Jeff was living his father's dream. Mm -hmm. It wasn't his. And it took someone outside of himself to have the courage to say, you know, Jeff, what I'm seeing here is, is that mm -hmm. one of the times that I see when you see most at peace is when you have a camera in your hand. And in that moment, it took him some time 
but he had an open heart and a clear mind to really receive that and realize that he, he wasn't living his true authentic life as his own visionary. Mm-hmm. And here we are, fast forward, decades later. Two decades. <laughs> hey, who's counting here? You know, <laughs> but, but, at the end, but at the end of the day, the true essence of freedom is when we tap into our own inner vision. I see it almost daily with the work I do today. And where I get most excited, we did a show, I think last week on the youth, on how we can, how we can as the elders in this, in, in this studio here, how we can influence, how we can impact the, the, the next generation coming up. And when I'm working with people in their 20s, oh my God. Mm. When I see that light bulb go on, it's like, boom, they got it. Mm. My work is done. Mm. So that's really what this comes down to. It really comes down to is so many of us have been living in a very disempowered, in disempowered mm. life. Living a story that was the the inheritance we inherited from our parents and our ancestors, and it's it's time to give them that story back. It's time to write a new story. It's time to write your own story. You know, I I have uh, two people story. two people in my life, Jay, who can benefit from hearing that. They are two people who have more artistic talent in the nail on their pinky finger than I have in my entire being. But their wounding, wherever it came from, from their mother, father, ancestor, is so strong Mm -hmm. that it holds, they, they can't bring that out to the world and and because of the wounding that is so strong wherever they learned it and it's sad and i've tried to help and you know do things but they're not good enough is so deep and so strong that they just do what they're doing and they are extremely extremely talented artists and i'm talking not just as photographers but as an actor a singer making clothes it's it, it, it it's incredible but what holds them back from bringing that to the world see that's the most important that's a very important part here evis touched on it at the beginning When we identify our talents, gifts, and abilities, which are vehicles of our self-expression, we are giving the world that. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing here on this show. We are giving the world my artistic ability not me, I'm just in general. We are, and I mean, just think about that. Think about that. How we are giving through our talents, gifts and abilities and our self-expression and whatever that is to the world. That is the ultimate of giving. These two people are denying the world some incredible shit because but because they're not good enough overrides all of that well it's their soul journey and now they'll, they'll get yeah. there when they're ready you know it's you could see you know we could always see what other people can see people can see in us what we can't see because when you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like the the war analogy when you're in the battlefields that's why the the general is in a war room because the general can't, if they're in the trenches, they, they can't see above the forest line. They're in it. 
So there's where, you know, just like that angel showed up in your life, Fasano, and she pointed something out to you that you couldn't see. Yep. You know, at some point, perhaps, maybe you'll be that angel for that individual when you're guided divinely to bring it to their attention. Maybe in this lifetime, it may not be. But there's where you, there's where you get to be of service, perhaps by knowing when you're ready or knowing when you think they're ready to to at least receive it the way you were. Or some child will open your book, Jeff, and go, wow, I want to do, you know, inspired by one of your shots and go, I want to do that and pick up a camera. I mean, the ripple effects. Exactly. Of, of our change and our, and living our true, authentic, passion filled self love selves. It doesn't stop at us. Mm -hmm. it, never, it never does. And that's the beautiful part. Just by being us and honoring our gift, truly honoring our gifts and saying, thank you, God and universe, for giving me these wonderful talents. I want to use them and I want to give back to the world. And I want to leave this place a better place than when I got here. Mm -hmm. Simply by doing that, who knows how many lives we touch. Mm -hmm. Jeff, your exhibit is going to be up for how many months? Uh, be up starting tomorrow night through the end of the year. Wow. Man, who knows how many souls you're going to touch? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what just I meant about being. giving. Mm. We're, by us just living the life that we want and, and utilizing our talents, as Ev said, I know I'm repeating, as Ev said at the very beginning, our uniqueness of who we are and our unique talents, gifts, and abilities, if we discover them, through utilizing that, we are bringing our self-expression to the world that can shift somebody. Hmm. And we're doing it from the joy of doing what the heck we're doing. And even just the joy, somebody go, wow, you know what? That look how much joy is in that person's life. I want to, I want to experience that. And then they go and ask that person, well, you know, here it is. And that doesn't inspire somebody. And that is all through giving. Hmm. When I give, it's not a, it's not a, a uh, linear giving. We're just putting our energy, our joyful, loving, creative energy out into the world because we're doing it because we all come, we come first. It's, it's always here first. And then you don't know who you're going to in, inspire. I know that I have inspired some photographers over the years because they've, they've sought me out and connected with me. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not why I do it. That's, that's just because, hey, I made the decision to live the life that I want and holy crap from me giving my talents and gifts to the world the way I have been, I've inspired somebody. It's all about giving. If we can come from that place right. of giving. Right. Everybody wins. Yeah, bingo. Mm -hmm. yeah. Rudy, I want to ask you, I want to uh, shift gears real quick. Uh, how's, it, how's it been for you coming back tonight after being out a little bit here? I always love this place. Right at home. Right at home. And discuss, I mean, just uh, it's such an honor to experience you guys' journey and the mental struggles that, you know, it's, it, I think that's, it's funny as I do more work in this area, um, our pain is not unique to us. How we got it is. Hmm but we all share the same struggle. The stories, the beliefs, the limitations, and the doubt. Even though we've, the four of us have achieved what we've achieved, it was still there. Yep. It's just what we do with it. Yep. And we all learned a different way to deal with it. And, and we're still learning. Oh, yeah. God. 
Yeah, we're still going through it. We're still doing, we still have spoke about this in the production. We're still doing our inner work. We're always going to do the inner work because believe me, our shit's coming up too every single day. Um, you know, but, but I want to, I want to, I just want to acknowledge it be this being a show. I'm going to get emotional here. Good. This being a show about visionaries. The guy with the black shirt up there with the bald head had the vision of this show, folks. He had this vision for this show, for what we're doing here. And what came to him was us three bozos and he put it together and we're on show 164 and without that dude's vision we wouldn't be doing this we wouldn't have touched people's lives through what we're giving to everyone through our experiences but it was jay rothman's vision of this that's created what we're doing here and us three numb nuts being on the show with Jay. Well, you got, you got, you got any more loving words to describe us? Chris, with Bozo? I think of Bozo the Clown, Jeff, you'd know who Bozo the Clown was. Uh, I don't know if, if uh, uh, Jay Riddy or Evis would, but I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'm able to receive um, that with my heart open and, and thank you for that. Um, This is an example of how we can show up as a visionary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had a vision. I had not done it before. I, I didn't. I didn't know, you know, what it could look like. Um, but I knew this is that in my heart, it was an absolute yes, yes, yes. In my heart, I knew that there is something that four or five people come together, specifically men consistently sharing our stories of triumph, sharing our stories of vision, sharing our stories of lessons learned, sharing our stories of wisdom, sharing our stories of truth, sharing our stories of pain could make a difference. Because you see, my story is your story. And your story is my story. We all, we are all connected. We're all searching and seeking for the same thing. At the end of the day, every single one of us, even our viewers, we are all seeking the same thing in our life, is to be enough, is to be loved, is to experience the true essence of self-love and to live a life of peace, inner peace, and freedom. Mm -hmm. and, and that was my vision, to share to share our truths, to share our triumphs, to open our hearts and to show men and women that have had closed hearts that there's another way to experience this thing we call life. Mm -hmm. And that's with love, without conditions, and love without pain. This perhaps is my greatest gift mm. that I get to give without any expectations of anything in return, not a thing. I don't need much. I just show up. And I got my three co-hosts that have showed up consistently. Even, even when you have gone through some rough patches. And we hold the space. And we honor each other. And we're showing men and women. That it's possible to show up in all of our relationships very differently. Mm -hmm. 
Ev, you want to close us out? I think you just did, Mr. Rothman. Absolutely mm -hmm. beautiful. Well, I didn't expect that. Um, but I appreciate it. Love you, Jay. Thank you, my love, brother. Love you, Jeff. Love you, Ev. Mm. Yeah. And you always, if, if you heard something tonight, please share it out. Help us grow our our, our viewership. Help us uh, help us touch more lives. You know, I used to talk about our intention before we started every show was if we just touch one life, we've made a difference. Mm -hmm. Playing small. Let's not just touch one life anymore. Let's touch hundreds of people's, hundreds of thousands of lives. Down the road, we're going to have some exciting news to share. We're not ready to share it yet, but it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Hold on. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. And with that, uh, I want to thank you, my co-hosts, my brothers, our viewers, for joining us for episode 164. We love you. Let's put a pretty bow on the show and call it a wrap. And with that, thank you for joining us on Real Men Real Talk. Wow. <laughs>